You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I said this before in the same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Tamika Jendaya Jones-Hill. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of Intelligent Radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Jendaya. Thank you, Queen, for being with me once again, as you are one of our Queens of Intellect members. If you are a first-time listener, I always keep a sharp queen in the co-hosting spot with me as I have a cadre of sisters that rotate through to help me out and balance me out on this show because we want, you know, the masculine and the feminine energy on all of our shows, if you will. But again, introduce yourself, queen. Tell them a little bit about yourself, uh, especially in reference to uh, your background as it relates to this morning's discussion. But thank you, queen, for being with me. Good morning, good morning, absolutely. Good morning, all listening in. It is the girl, Twainika Hill-Jones, a.k.a. Jendai. Uh On the line, I am the founder of Black, Grown, and Married, where the simplest things make the biggest difference when we just work together for the success of the black, uh, black relationships, black family, and black community. And I'm glad to be on the line this morning, as always. Uh, thank you so much. I love it when you rock with us. We always have a amazing time and fun time. And sometimes, you know, we, you know, we rock together. Sometimes we disagree. And you know, again, that's what we consider ourselves. We're the best in the world at hard conversations on race, sex, and culture. And so we welcome the different perspectives and the dialogue. So if you're out there listening, we definitely want y'all, if you choose to, jump in and get in on this discussion as this was a hot and heavy button item over the past few weeks uh, as we get into this morning's discussion question. And for those who don't know, we always do the show in the form of a question. Um, take the Socratic method as I go by Black Socrates, which is basically ask enough of the right questions and maybe you get to some solutions and some answers that you might need. And this morning's discussion question, quite interesting off of this hot button but an issue between Megan and Tori and the verdict coming out this week and this morning's discussion question is why give a fuck about Megan and Tori? 
Why give a fuck about Megan and Tori? And for anybody up out there listening, Jendai's holding me down. She's on the road, so you may hear some background noise here and there. But just throwing that out. Uh, but with that said, Queen, uh, we always start a specific way, which you you know you've done this with me before. And so when you heard the question worded that particular way, popped in your head. First thought. Oh uh, yeah, why give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, huh? Why you don't know, we care? I mean, <laughs> why, why give a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Uh, from 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 where we from, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just some hood shit that went wrong. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't it, make huh? it right or wrong, but what'd you nah, say, my nah, thought? No, no, I said, yeah, simple as that. Just some hood shit that went wrong. Nah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Nah, I respect that 100%. But clearly, the last few weeks, uh, it has been much more than just caring or not caring. And the community has definitely, in, in a sense, not everyone, I'm pretty sure everybody out there listening hasn't paid this 100% attention. I'm, and I assume that specifically with our guest, or I, I should say our audience, who I call the intellectual outcast, I don't know how many of you have been caught up in this situation, but to, an, to a degree, we must admit the social media for those that have paid any attention, and we know naturally, um, you know, we're, we, you know, you're you're from black, grown, and married, if you will, right, uh, Jendiah? So you, you know, we grown now. So as grown folks, you know, I'm similar to you. Why care? Why give a damn? And it's easy for us to say that, but we also should be able to admit that when we were younger, let's say late teens, early 20s, even late 20s, early 30s, uh, you know, you spend a period of your life where what happens with celebrities is can be very concerning, especially if the celebrity is someone that you're a huge fan of. And we know Megan Thee Stallion in particular has a huge following and has, you know, been in the news for but other reasons other than just this, um, just from even her status as a rap star, if you will. So in bringing that context, I think we both can understand that even when we were younger, we probably would have cared a lot more because similar to you, as I said, you know, as you said, why well, care at this age? And it's easy to kind of do this, but I think, you know, with our younger, I think I would have been caught up. And if we had social media the way that, you know, these young people have, um, I could easily see in a sense, getting involved in this unfortunate situation, or as you called it, some hood shit, and I wouldn't disagree with you one bit uh, or whatever, but the bigger issue for why we even touched it on the Mental Dialogue talk show, because, uh, again, for those who don't know, we typically will stay away from hot button it, it items or issues if all we're going to do is say the same thing everyone has been saying. And so I think there is an angle and approach that hopefully we can offer something a little different than what's being said, even amongst the people in the mainstream media. And that's why, in a sense, we touch this conversation. But, Jendai, if you will, um, I think even you could understand, had we been younger, this probably would have been just a little more important in our lives than it is for, you know, you having a family raising, a family running your organization, me running Mental Dialogue. You know, not so, not so concerning for us at our age, but can you understand how and why the young people can get caught up, easily get caught up in a, a situation like this? Oh yeah, absolutely, indeed. I mean, you know, it is it is that that celebrity status, you know, the fan club action, 
you know. <laughs> and so people, um, you know, especially the young folks that that's into into that 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 part of the paradigm, you know, you tend to take sides, and sometimes you take those sides uh, personally, as if they're your own experiences, <laughs> you know. Um, but in in your maturity, you're able to separate the two. No, absolutely, and so. Um, again, while being easy for us, I think that, in my opinion, the deeper dialogue for this question, why I give a AF about Megan and Tori, I think the deeper dialogue is the fact that, you know, I know you have children, for example, right? And so an aspect of why it's easy, again, for us to separate from this mess, if you will, if you want to call it that, then, but there is an aspect, in my opinion, due to social media, the fact that it is you know, on their phones daily, and it has become an important issue. Again, had I been younger and something happened to a, you know, a Jay-Z or a Tupac or I was a big Prince fan of things, you know, something they got, you know, Pac got caught up in a scandal or whatever, if you will, right? And so when you're younger being more concerned about it, again, that is a natural thing that happens. The thing that I think makes this as an important conversation is I would offer that you as a parent, still have to be un, be aware of what's happening in your child's and your youth world to the extent that not paying attention to it, you won't realize how, in a sense, some of the va- same values that you're trying to teach your children can get kind of taken away based on what the quote-unquote culture is pushing, and you won't even know it's happening because you haven't paid attention to what's going on and what they're concerned about. Can you give me one quick thought on that? And we'll get deeper into that when we come back from our first initial break, um, Jendaya. Yeah, for sure. Indeed, as a mother raising sons, you know what I'm saying? I'm attentive to some of it all, you know, and I'm also um, a sister in the community that that works with the youth, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, so these these types of conversations and dialogues are definitely very important, and uh, uh, I, that's typically how I'm in the know is <laughs> because of the youth uh, and their and their perspectives on um, on the different things. And so when stuff like this rolls out, and my sons are, are, are one of the you know I'm saying the, the the children that I'm working with, when they bring it bring it to my attention, that is, and or typically I'm already on top of it because of that. Um, that there, there are lessons to point out and things, you know, it, creating, I guess, dialogue around those things are very important, and that helps them not get lost in the sauce, you know, because the first the response is to just take sides. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, we're going to go to a break here. The picture. Yeah, we're going to go to a break here and get into that conversation. That is the conversation. How not to get lost in the sauce? How important are these things? These are dialogues you in my opinion, should be having with the youth, paying enough attention to be able to have the dialogues to give some input versus letting them, if you will, left to their own devices, if you will, literally devices intentionally. We'll be right back. Devices. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Not just vices, to their their devices. We'll be right back. All (laughs) I ask is that you think. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season? Or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S-Kinds Accounting and Tax Services, where each year plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses, 
Eskai's accounting and tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but Eskai's accounting and tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with Eskine's accounting and tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770-947-3667. Or email them at advice at thetaxcoach.com. That's why I really thought Megan was um, lying about something because... The- the verdict is in. Tory Lanez found guilty on all three counts in his assault trial, where he was accused of firing gunshots at Megan the Stallion. I'm a victim. Like I'm the victim. Like I don't. I'm not defending myself against anything. Like something happened to me. Less than a month after court proceedings began, the Canadian rapper now awaits sentencing. He faces more than 22 years in prison and possibly deportation. You shot me. Stop lying. Prosecutors alleged that in 2020, Tori and Megan left a pool party at Kylie Jenner's home when Tori fired shots at Megan's feet after she exited the car they'd been riding in. They reached out and said, you know, Megan is ready to talk. Back in April, Megan spoke to Gail about the incident on CBS Morning. All I hear is this man screaming is, he said, dance, and he started shooting, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, he shot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I so was is so he scared. in the car shooting from the car, Megan? He is standing up over the window okay. shooting. I'm like, oh, my God, if I take the wrong step, I don't know if he can shoot something that's, like, super important. I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. Tory was charged with one felony count of assault with a semi-automatic weapon and another count of carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Jendaya Hill-Jones. This morning's discussion question, why give a fuck about Megan and Tory as we hear the actual well, not sentencing, but the actual verdict of still awaiting sentences, I think, as of current times. Um, but basically, the sentences that he was found guilty of all three charges, which based on all of the going on on the Internet, um, was a surprise to some. And as you kind of said, Jendaya, people, in a sense, took sides. And so we do have to start with some of the context, especially for, again, the intellectual outcasts out there who may not have kept up with the case. So we want to give some context, some details. Again, we have a much higher discussion. But let's start with, you know, just the 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 response to him being found guilty. And, again, kind of this wave on the Internet of a lot of people being surprised, but if you recall, initially when it first came out, there was a lot of, in a sense, people on, you know, Megan the Stallion's side. Because as you said, these situations kind of force you to take sides, even without all the information, and it becomes a thing within the culture. So we saw this big wave, a, a big support of Megan initially. Then over time, it seems like things started leaning towards Tory. 
to the extent that even the verdict was a surprise to some. And once the verdict came out, you saw both sides go back at each other once again. So your thoughts on, again, just kind of providing some context to, you know, what we're talking about today, if you will, Queen. I'm sorry, let me bring you back live. Go ahead, Queen, you're live. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much like like summed it up like for the people as to, you know, what regards, you know, how things roll down. I know for me, I didn't have a side like either way. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a side for me. It was just a matter of, you know, what's right and what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? The brother pulled a pistol out, period, having a gun, you know, um, period, and then, you know what I'm saying, shooting it, you know, toward or playfully or dropping the gun or whatever, because, you know, there were so many different scenarios that rolled out. The bottom line is that that should have never been a weapon uh, um, um, taken out at all. So, you know, for me, it was kind of like wherever it landed lay, you know, that, that was just out of order and, and inappropriate uh, to have that available Either way, so yeah, and and you had so many different sides coming out towards it. For me, I just kind of laid in the cut and waited for things. So you know, I didn't even wait for it. It just came. You know, I, I wasn't really truly invested, if that makes sense. I remember when I first heard it, and I was like, "Damn!" You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's messed up. That's crazy. Like, like we out here being on this level of you know being so irresponsible, you know. <laughs> but also that that we're really out here dating like this. You know, it was the relationship part for me, like like the toxicity of that before it to roll out. But that that's kind of like where I I stood in it was like you know like we we got we got to shift that 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 notion to even you know be in relationships that that will put us in these types of, of positions more so than oh my gosh how dare he how dare she it was just like nah that's that that that's all out of line and out of order period. But then how does that look for us, you know, collectively when it comes to, you know, us as a people and the, the types of relationships that, that we are a part of? No, that's very important, you know, very important, again, even with the recommendations that, uh, that you know, that I made prior to the break of the idea of you as a parent, if you're parenting a young person who is getting caught up in, you know, this very unfortunate situation, being aware of how your children may be processing this situation because as you said, Jendai, the yeah. idea of this Oh, go ahead, Queen, jump in. Yeah, I was just adding to that. Like just just the notion that we're with you you know, you're dealing with like this this not only affects those two people involved, you know, it affects the relationships, you know, like like that that family. Like this is two families <laughs> that are affected by the decision in this. You know. That's the part that I wanted to throw in there. Like, like this, this affects not only the two people involved, you know, but those families. And this is what I, you know, I try to bring home uh, under black relationships. It's like your relationship isn't just about you, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's what I wanted to add. No, absolutely. And and what and and that's and that's one of the things I think that's what you just pointed out is one of the biggest things that that we that we lose sight of. When it comes to one celebrities, again, this is something that Kenhada has always been done. So this is nothing new. However, I think it is very important to address the intensity of that social media brings to these situations. So, for example, when you think of a Megan or a Tory, as, as you're pointing out, the thing that's easily going to get lost is not getting caught up in the individual, because that's what 
celebrityism makes you do, right? You're focused on the individual. You lose sight of, as you just said, that this situation is two families and not just focused on Tori and Megan, but from the aspect of when you, as individuals, if you get, as a youth, if you get caught up into it that way, you literally think of your own relationships of similar to how we see these celebrity situations. You think of your own situations as being just you, just what you do. You don't relate it to the bigger aspect that Jendai is bringing to the table here that it's not just those two. Because for the past year, or this happened in 20, the actual shooting happened in 2020. The verdict is two years later, basically. So for the last two years, we, in a sense, just being poignant of the fact that your children, your youth, are seeing this as an individual act and nothing bigger. And to Jediah's point, we can't let them get lost and make them think that their individual decisions are just about them. I got some other things I want to say about that, but I just wanted to see if Jediah, if you wanted to highlight, you know, the fact that you're bringing that to the table. And I just want to make sure that people are understanding this because that's why, in my opinion, it makes it very important that you're talking to your children to get, to give them that aspect, to make them think about, say, hey, because your kid is not going to think about, you know, how does Tori's family feel about this? How does Megan's family feel about this? What are they going through? Because that perspective will make your child understand your decisions has an effect on all of us. But if you never say that to your children, they won't make that, that in a sense, that logical leap of how it affects the rest of us. Your thoughts, Queen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just adding to that when it comes to, you know, like like your decisions as an individual, it affects, like, our families and it affects our communities. When it affects our communities, you're dealing with the divisiveness uh, that it creates because that goes back into what you said. A lot of times we'll take this personal. You take it right back to the own, your own experiences in the relationships. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it comes to to the family, you know, uh, uh, when the, the the way that you show up, it's not only a representation of yourself, but the lineage as well, you know. And those are the conversations that we have to have with my sons in general. They know, look, hey, hey, if it, if it get that bad, you know what I'm saying, you just go on and exit left, right? <laughs> you know, get out. You know, you 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 release that. And anytime somebody can move you to that level of anger or stupidity, for that matter, you know, when they when they can pull your triggers. You know, it it is a uh, uh, you walk out. Now that doesn't mean that our children always are going to uh, uh, make those sound decisions that we have instilled in them, but it's in there. You know, you put it out there so that that it is a choice that they make consciously versus unconsciously, and then they you know they they'll deal with their own outcomes. But yeah, for sure, making sure that they know what's acceptable and what, and what is not becomes a conversation. And I know, like with, with my oldest, it it, it was a no brainer. Uh, uh, when it hit the fan, it was like, yeah, that brother wilding, <laughs> you know. Love it. And, nah, and, and love I, it. I was pleased with that as as a mother, right? You know, that that he was like, go ahead. No, 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 no. I love. It. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that. And so, like, that's to that's the whole point. The whole point is being aware of how are your children processing something that as an old, you know, as an older grown person who's definitely not focused in past celebrityism, right? But is being very aware of how your children processing these situations. So I can absolutely understand you being very proud of the fact that 
you know, your your son, your oldest, just dismissed it as something simple, right? Because here's what typically happens, right? What typically happens for the young people. And again, yeah. I would have probably been guilty of this as a young person too. So I'm not speaking of this as if I'm above and beyond, you know, the situation. It's about the importance of instilling values into the youth because we're paying attention versus leaving them to be. Uh, that is going to be the running thing throughout this conversation because unlike your son, there's a lot of young people who are literally more caught up in what did Megan do, what did Tori do. And when you, when if they're allowed to get caught up into it just only from that perspective, that also lets you know what they may or may not allow within their own situations. They won't, as Jendaya advised to her youth and the people that follow her, exit left once it gets to that situation. While, again, we would all hope that those are the decisions that our children will make. And while, yes, you have instilled those, you may as a parent have instilled those values in your children, I think you have to look at crazy situations like this as a a, as a, a conscious, make a conscious decision to dialogue to find out how your children are processing this. It, it, I hope, and I hope that makes a lot of sense because, in my opinion, when you leave them to be, you get the mess that we see on the internet. And that's not a lot of people that's doing like your son, Jendai, who's saying, hey, you know, hey, that brother Wilding, and that brother Wilding is not about whose side he's on. It's about him understanding, hey, that situation got too far. That's crazy. And your son, I don't know how old he is, right. is already processing it like that. But I'm pretty sure you, working with youth, yeah. know that a lot of youth are not doing that. They're actually trying to, as you said from the beginning, take sides. And if you could just kind of speak to what you think is detrimental about taking sides, especially in a criminal trial where public opinion is not going to be right because you don't have all the facts. That's another aspect about culturally getting wrapped up into celebrity BS to the point where you think you can decide right or wrong and not respecting the facts of how a criminal trial plays out. That is another aspect as well. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to add that that was my middle son because I said my oldest son. And the dopeness of that was that I overheard the conversation with him and his father, you know what I'm saying? Like having that, that dialogue. So uh, that in itself lets me know that it was, um, that, that it was really, it it was really dope to to know that he gets it. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, as far as it rolling out, like as a criminal trial too, yeah, you got a lot of people now they switching sides because you just jump out on, on, you know, on, on his or her side. But the, the, the dangers in that is, is the fact that, you're dealing with shared trauma. You're making somebody else's trauma yours, <laughs> you know, and uh, and it's not. And before you know it, you're trying to live out other people's experiences. Like that goes into these devices and how stuff keeps getting the propaganda of it, and it gets pushed mm-hmm. and it gets promoted. And before you know it, you begin to believe like it's your story, and it isn't, <laughs> and it isn't. So I, I think like you got to be careful of that. I don't I don't know much about like how criminal trial stuff like roll out, but again, when something is in trial, you just let it play out before you even jump if you're going to pay attention to it, um, um, to the evidence, uh, you know that that's there. That would be nah. more in your in your lane for it, just the mentality uh, that right. goes along with it. The dangerous for me is just to share trauma. You know, you jump sides because you're it's relatable <laughs> sometimes, 
um, and or not, but because you like somebody. Right, and they just right. wouldn't dare. They couldn't, you know, do right. something. Right, right, right. And, well, here it is. Well, the beauty of how you process it, because I, I definitely, because I agree with you that the, the, the idea of, oh, I've been through that experience or because there's the idea of, you know, sometimes over-worshipping celebrities, if you will, and you just could never assume that, you know, your person that you worship or follow or you, that you're a big fan of could ever do anything wrong and that type of thing. While I agree with you, the actual trauma of it is the worst aspect, as you said, receiving it as sh- shared trauma. But the beauty of you in the way that you handle it, Jendaya, is that you still, are, your process is to allow it to play out because people will take a piece of so-called leaked evidence and come to a full conclusion. And I, even you, again, because you are smart enough to wait till it all plays out, which I'm highlighting, this is the type of dialogue you want to have with your children, if you will, or your youth is, Hey, here's how you allow these things to play out. Because when you get caught up in a piece of leaked evidence that makes you, as you say, take a full side or even have to even switch sides if you will, well, that part is how when it comes to our community dealing with, if you will, the justice system, because there is a propensity to do that, is how often you can get the actual facts wrong. And the whole time you're out here taking a side, traumatizing even people in your own circle because You've taken a side, and that is a shared experience of your cousin. That is a shared experience of your brother or your sister. And you're up here pretty much got a mega horn out, don't even have all the information, and actually now you've taken that celebrity lives and traumatized the people around you. Give me one thought on that real quick, Queen, and we're going to go to another cut to give to break down the relationship part that you were really wanting to get into. But if you'll give me one quick thought on that and we'll get into the relationship aspect of this Megan and Tori situation. Go ahead, Queen. Jadai, you still there? All right, y'all, I may have lost Jadai for a quick second. So I'm going to go ahead and go into this cut and see if we can get her back on. Jadai, did you have yourself we on mute, did you hear me? Did you were you able to hear me though? No, I missed the, I missed the question. Okay, you got it. Okay, got it. All right, how about this? We're just gonna go to this cut because this gets into the relationship part that you wanted to talk about. For the caller out there, if you want to get in, you do have to press one. For anybody in that wants to give us their three cents this morning, please give us a call at six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, that's six four six seven eight seven. One six nine one. You have to press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. Where all I ask is that you think. That's why I really thought Megan was um, lying about something because the information that they was leaking out was pointing to her as being a liar. Mm-hmm. I hate at the same time that her sexual life got pulled out into the world because for some reason I don't think that was necessary to talk about who she slept with and et cetera. Then what do you think? It was, it was part of the whole story, right? Cause that's what triggered the fight in the car. Cause the whole thing of it was, was that her friend Kelsey was sleeping with Tori, but I guess Kelsey got COVID and while she got sick, she started sleeping with Tori 
behind her back. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. That's wait, what happened. Wait. Yeah. What happened? So basically her friend was sleeping with Tori. Yes. Not knowing that Megan was sleeping with Tori behind, you know, her back. Is that the young lady who was supposed to be uh, Megan's friend? Exactly. That was like her best friend, her assistant, whatever. And then, you know, this sort of culminates because they're at the at Kylie Jenner's party and while Tori is sleeping with both these girls, he's in the pool with um uh Kylie Jenner. Kyrie, yeah, Kylie Jenner Kylie. trying to trying to get with her. Right. K- Kylie, so he, Kylie these, Jenner, yeah. he has these emotions going on. Right. So so oh, Megan is watching player. this dude who she fucking with behind her friend's back trying to get with this other girl who's kind of like richer and more famous right, than right. everyone else. And, you know, she gets mad. She's drunk. I mean, this whole thing was a drunken mess. Everyone's drunk. I don't know if there's pills involved or what other drugs. Makes sense. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. A fight, an argument breaks out in the car. They're talking shit to each other. Uh, Megan's talking shit about Tori's career because you know she's a bigger artist than right. Tori. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then and then he gets mad. They stop the car. Apparently, Megan starts to fist fight with Kelsey and Tori and his and his driver get involved and then. Shots break out. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Samika Jendiah Hill-Jones. This morning's discussion question, why give a F about Megan and Tori? As we hear a cut from DJ Vlad as he's talking to uh, none other than T.K. Kirkland as they're breaking down what this whole mess all about and unfortunately it's a bunch of people sleeping around with a bunch of people and again i highlight it becomes very important believe it or not to pay attention to what is happening in our young people's world and knowing what they're getting caught up in and taking sides prior to a trial and it was really just as you said jendaya a big drunken hood shit that we wish our children wouldn't pay attention to, but that's not reality. So that's why this dialogue, in my opinion, has to be had. And as you said, this is the relationship aspects of who's messing with who and who's having sex with who. And Tori's having sex with two of the girls and trying to get with another girl. That creates the situation. That is can be reality for our young people, whether we want to believe it or not. Again, that's why we're touching this conversation. Your thoughts, Queen? Uh, indeed, because just like you said, we're dealing with, with all kind of relationships in this. You know, <laughs> I was speaking about family and community, and then you're dealing with like like the friendships um, uh, in that regard uh, as well. And so, you know, it's just levels of toxicity all the way around. You know, and so we don't want our children not only to get caught up in somebody else's, but we we don't desire for our children to be a part of this kind of behavior, you know. Um, But it happens, and that's why it's important for us to make sure that we're giving them the conversation about uh, not only the conversation but the examples of what healthy relationships look like. Because at the beginning and end of the day, all this came out of just being in an unhealthy relationship, (laughs) whether it was both people involved, well, all people involved for that matter, or or one of the other. And knowing when is just when, uh, when those things, you know, uh, uh, do unfold. Like they say, believe, you know, 
take a person's actions over their words <laughs> on a good day. If the words don't match the actions, don't match the actions, then the word is nothing, you know. So, so yeah, as I as we listen, as we break this down, so what happens is, let's say somebody out there listening, this is your first time even hearing that it was unfortunately a situation where Megan, this superstar, again, we've had conversations about what's being pushed on our culture, right? And I would offer that I've, this unfortunate situation wasn't a situation that was, in a sense, pushed on our culture, if you will. However, this unfortunate situation getting above and beyond what it should have, if you take away the shooting, if you will, the rest of this situation, unfortunately, I would offer has been normalized in our community. And what, and what I mean is take away, you know, why we even know about it. Obviously, Tori shooting her is why we know about it and why there's a trial. But the aspect of, of, of Megan, you know, going behind her friend's back, if you will, while her friend has COVID, and then she gets upset when the same man who she's behind her friend's back, right, tries to holler at another woman because clearly he ain't attached to you and you sleeping behind your friend's back and now you're the one that's drunk and most upset causing the initial fight. Like, that's the unfortunate reality that I would offer, Jendaya, is the examples that are played out on the TV with the love and hip-hop shows and things of that nature and Again, imploring parents to be aware of this mess, knowing that this is being purported as normal. That's the yeah. bigger conversation. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. no one could have expected the shooting to make this public, right? No one could have expected it. Mm-hmm. But if you, again, if you take away the shooting, the other aspect of it is the juicy sauce that you pay attention to celebrity life. And if you're paying attention to several celebrity life, let's keep in mind our children are dressing and acting and immolating these celebrities. And we start normalizing the behavior. It becomes, quote, unquote, the culture. And they don't see anything wrong with it. Again, take away the shooting. What do what are people getting out of it? That's the question. That's the dialogue. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, yeah, we're, we're normalizing the toxicity, even when it comes to the reality shows. A lot of times they're staging it. You know what I'm saying to promote this behavior. <laughs> like they say, it's what gets the rating. But for people on the outside looking in, you know, start begin to it begins to feel. It's kind of like 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 the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Once you begin to control those airwaves, you begin to perpetuate what it is that you want to see, you know what I'm saying, that, that these people can profit off of, and we have to be very careful of that. And, again, it just plays right back into the importance of not only having the conversation, especially with the youth and each other, but also being the example of what healthy relationships are and what they should look like. You know, it doesn't mean that it's perfect, but it does mean the sense of knowing better, you know. Um that part of it, because like you say, with all the different moving parts of that thing, the 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 the, the friend sleeping with the friend and the friend sleeping with the friend. Hey, hey, everybody sleeping with the same dude, and we beefing with each other. You know, when you start dealing with sisterhood relationships, y'all mad at each other when this man is standing here. You know, like oh, 
and then now we all into it, and it's like it's it's just it's just unhealthy, like all the way around. And I don't want to jump into like taking sides, but I will say you need to know when it when is when. Okay, I mean, and I, I shoot, I, I'd love to hear from the audience <laughs> on on you know what I'm saying what what their 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 takes in when it comes to the importance of, of how we uh, uh, present ourselves in relationships uh, in the media. And also, uh, uh, what what are we doing collectively or individually? What are you all doing uh, when it comes to the youth getting caught up in this? Are we perpetuating these cycles? You know what I'm saying? Or are we really having conversations and being the examples of healthy relationships? Great, great question. Yeah, please get in here. 646-787-1691. Press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Again, that's 646 787 one six nine one because I would offer Jendaya as a as if we want to if I want to turn this into a case study right and I'm not talking about how I personally feel about Megan Thee Stallion I'm just talking about when we highlight the music when we highlight the hip hop love and hip hop shows and again what's being pushed on the culture see I would offer that unfortunately that. And we've talked, you know, we've talked about the show with the, you know, the song "Wet Ass Pussy" becoming number one. I t- talked about it on a show in the past where I said there was a time where that naturally would have been the number one song in um, the strip club, but it would have never, in a sense, been number one in the entire country. Like that's how, in a sense, that was done in the past, and we 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 had that dialogue on the show about, you know, what's happening within the culture that 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 song, which is a song. Um, by uh, Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion, if you will, just to give that clarity. Um, we talked about the aspect of that it could become the number one song in the country versus just the number one song within the strip club, which makes sense, right? It makes sense that in that environment it would be number one. But it, and, the, and the reason I'm bringing in that context, Jediah, is when we, as I say, if we look at this as a case study and then it plays out and we find out that this Megan Thee Stallion sister that in a sense a lot of our young girls if you will look up to because what gets pushed into society is the empowerment of women in that way right the empowerment of in a sense putting your if you will your pussy first leading the way and calling that some level of empowerment right that's how unfortunately she's been projected and projected herself to the world and then because of this unfortunate incident we find out that even her own life plays out in a very unfortunate manner that really falls in line with what she represented. Does that make sense? That that now we get to take a peek. This situation allows us to take insight that in what she's represented has played out in truth. And here are the potential results. I'm not saying the potential results of you should get shot or she should be shot. That's not what I'm saying at all. Again, take away the shooting and where she's sleeping behind her friend's back and then, quote, unquote, having the nerve when that same guy, like you said, we're all sleeping with the same guy, tries to sleep with another woman, which is what the culture promotes. And now we're in this completely toxic situation. And so I would offer the reality of what the culture promotes leads to broken relationships such as this, again, shooting aside. Your thoughts, Queen? 
Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily. You know, what I'm saying equates to. Um, and this is for her order, her her auditory. I think this is like. I don't think this one relationship dictates like every relationship that the sister has. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't I don't I don't wrap all this into into the one thing. I get what you're saying, no doubt. Like as far as like like leading with lead, leading with vagina. You know what I'm saying, and then her winding up in a relationship that are wearing vagina to put her in a situation. <laughs> I don't think it makes up like all of her, all of her, her past or even future relationships. But I, so, do, I do think it definitely. So what, well, well, so what I want to say is that that's why I said I want to. I'm kind of treating it as a case study to get out of the individual about how I personally feel about her. So if we can separate. If we can separate whatever her, like you said, I'm not saying this is her entire situation. That's not what I'm saying. Again, I don't want to make this about Megan when I'm trying to say taking it to the case study of what the culture presents. I'm talking about, you know, as you talked about with these, you know, what's, what's being pushed in the culture and then to watch it play out that those things are called some level of empowerment. And then we find out within all her, you know, like I say, within her personal situation, she's living that same culture that's being pushed out to her own detriment to where now she sleeps with on somebody's back and she's upset that that same guy is trying to sleep with another person. That's what's been normalized that this is okay to do. We are up against the break. I do see another caller out there. If y'all want to get in, you do have to press one. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, livyblue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Jolivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at livyblue.com. That's L-I-V-I-B-L-U-E.com. It ain't like a, oh, let me go run and tell my business to the motherfucking internet. Let me go run and tell my business to the police. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never been that type of person. Like, but I'm not going to let y'all keep playing in my face. And I'm not going to let this keep playing in my face either. So, since y'all so worried about it, yes, this Corey shot me. You shot me. And you got your publicists and your people going to these blogs lying and Stop lying. Why lie? I don't understand. I tried to keep the situation off the internet, but you dragging it. You dry shot me. Like everybody in the car, it's only four in the car. Me, you, my homegirl, and your security. Everybody in the car arguing. I'm in the front seat. This is in the back seat. I get out the car. I'm done arguing. I don't want to argue no more. I get out. I'm walking away. This from out the back seat of the car starts shooting me. You shot me. I ain't get cut by no 
glass, but let me tell you why they saying that. When the, when the police, because the people in the neighborhood, there's a witness. When the police came, because the, the neighbors called the police, this did not happen at Kylie House. This happened damn near back at the house I was staying at. I was just trying to get home. We were five minutes away from my spot. The police come. I'm scared. All this shit going on with the police, the police is, is shooting my for anything. The police was literally killing black people for no mother reason. As soon as the police tell us all oh, get out the mother car, the police is really aggressive. You think I'm about to tell the police that we, us black people, got a gun in the car? You want me to tell the laws that we got a gun in the car so they can shoot all of us up? I'm scared. Helicopter over us. It's the most why the fuck would I tell the laws somebody got a gun in this car and this shot me? So I can get shot, you can get shot, she can get shot, he can get shot. I didn't tell the police what happened immediately right then because I didn't want to die. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Tamika Jendaya Hill-Jones. This morning's discussion question, why give a fuck about Megan and Tori as we hear when Megan first went to the Internet after waiting a while, uh, after, as she just explained, uh, not initially giving a police report and why she didn't, uh, and finally coming to the Internet. And this kind of is, again, we heard she had gotten shot, and this was her first response on the Internet. We actually got a caller that wants to jump in. I'm going to go to the caller first, and then we can break down that cut. Area code 912-63688. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. It's Michelle B. I finally made it to a call. Sounds good, Queen. What you got for us? Uh, we just been, you know, um, just, just been dialoguing add... about why I care. Why, why, why should we even <laughs> care? But go ahead, Queen. Well, um, I, I just wanted to add to this one a little bit, right? So um, we're, we're kind of talking about the state of the culture. Um, and you, you had mentioned, like, um, you didn't really say this, but I'm going to say that you said this for conversation's sake. Like, this is young people, and the young people are, like, l- looking up to this, and, you know, prior, this would have never got out, you know? You said something about how it would be number one in the strip club, but not, it would it would have never been, like, national number one, right? And so I just wanted to add that um, this type of behavior, not getting shot, but, like, this type of behavior as far as this person sleeping with this person or you know all, all 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 the love triangle drama like that stuff has been going on for time and 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 memorial. But back in the day, it wasn't okay to kind of put it on blast, right? Like like it was kind of hush hush. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about it in the grocery store or whatever else. Back in the nineteen forties and thirties and stuff, you you was going to the speakeasies and 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 Susan's husband was sleeping with Joanne, and it, it, was, it was the talk of, of the town. But now, because of the internet, the whole world is the town, right? And now, um, just just that being young people stuff, that that type of in, in immaturity of like relationships, like again, that is just in it, that that that's just not being mature enough to have mature relationships. And then when you add on now, that can be monetized, right? Mm-hmm. And now and now there's money associated through reality TVs and songs, like you were saying, and things like that, now it's being extra highlighted because before, if you was a woman, uh, particularly, 
because men, y'all never got in trouble for nothing. But if you were a woman specifically and you were sleeping with somebody's husband or something like that, that there was no monetary association with it unless you were just like a known prostitute and that was just cool, you know? Um, so that was just my three cents, as you like to say. One, it's just not being mature. <laughs> and two, it's now tied to money, bottom line. So it's no, it makes sense. popular. Makes sense. Let me ask you this and keep you on. I want to hear, you know, if you, if you can give me a quick response to this, and I want to hear Jindal's thought on this. So, so you're just kind of breaking down, you know, why this is the case, right? Well, the dialogue of when people, as Jindal mentioned from the beginning, people take sides. Well, the taking side aspect, unfortunately, gets thrown into the gender war. And for example, mm-hmm. After, for example, what the cut I just paid the play, was the initial cut that I thought, from what I could see from watching this outside looking in, brought a lot of empathy initially to Megan as far as, uh, hey, you know, her finally saying, hey, this dude really shot me. Because, you know, it, it, because mm-hmm. it was a police report, people were kind of, we don't know what really happened, right? But when she kind of came to the Internet and said, yes, he really shot me, that's where, so as you Articulately explain the why this happens because of the money associated with it. With it, here's the bigger conversation, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. So the bigger conversation is because, like you said, these things are now front and center and never would have been in the past. But the issue is when it goes front and center now, these situations that again would have been hit in the past, literally get thrown into: Are we protecting black women? Like that's the bigger context that this situation gets thrown in because in the Mm -hmm. past part of the reason that would have been hidden is because it would have been understood that's not the situation in which you're going to be protected if if that makes sense and now Mm -hmm. we're throwing that context front and center out for everybody to see and starting to throw it in the context of are we protecting one another are we looking out for one another so do you kind of see that that becomes the issue and a situation like this wouldn't have even brought on the concept of being protected again. I'm not saying it's okay that she got shot. Hell no. I'm glad he's locked up for shooting her. Let me get that real clear. But the context of how this gets thrown into the gender war of protecting or not protecting black women. Your thoughts on, in a sense, what I consider the elevation of the conversation. Well, as far as that elevation, right, no – well, okay, I mean, a very few 20-year-olds who are the conversation along are really thinking about the gender war in that sense. A lot of them don't even know that there is a gender war going on. And I, you know, conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat, I was like, it's the government trying to make us not make babies, right? <laughs> but, um, but if um, this, again, took place in the 1920s inside of a speakeasy, and, you know, again, Joanne was the one out there sleeping with somebody's man or whatever else, and she got shot. I do feel like in the 1920s, regardless of what Joanne was doing, she would have called her uncle or somebody else, and there and there, 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 there would have been consequences to the situation, regardless. Um, hey, fair whereas, enough. Go ahead. Hmm? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you, okay. So I, I, I always feel like no matter what, in the family, I'm not talking about, you know, just like, as, as inside the community as a whole, in the family, somebody's uncle would have caught a case 
if you no 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 matter what, you just don't shoot no woman, <laughs> right? Nah, that's real. So that's so real. it's like I, I feel like especially because you mad because she says something you didn't like, like that's not man type behavior. And when you are acting as a man and you do something that is not in in inside in, in line with being a man, typically another man, an older man who've been doing man stuff for a long time, will correct you in some way, shape, or form. Um, we don't have that anymore, what, what, whether that is uh, uh, talking specifically to protecting women or not. We just don't have that hierarchy of manhood anymore. Like there's very little respect for, air quotes, old heads in the so, community. So I'll say it's still there, in my opinion. Think- we'll, get, we'll get into it, but I want to let Jadaya jump in this, as well. Um, go ahead, Queen. Okay. Oh yeah, I was gonna absolutely say yeah. It it, it definitely is still present. <laughs> I think uh, you know man manhood uh, on that level is, is is definitely still still there. But before I jump into that one, because that that's another layer. Um, I just wanted to bring it back around to that to that that the, the concept of how this gets dropped into this gender war concept. I mean Montoya, as you know, I don't I don't feed that, I don't fuel that because I don't think that that that's our issue. You know what I'm saying? Um. I think that's other people's issues that that are using us <laughs> in their own thing. I think that's just another form of divisiveness uh, amongst our people. And again, that goes back into what the sister said about the monetary gain um, that the other people had <laughs> by uh, by pitting us against each other, the black man and the black woman. You know, so um, that's definitely not not something that, that that I fuel into. But I think, yeah, that that goes right back into you know using the culture against us by put by putting us against each other because in in real times neither of us are protected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that's not our our challenge. Like we both are out here just trying to you know trying to get it and trying to make it, and and, and men do hold men accountable. You know, uh, again, I think that, again, plays into, like, the decisiveness of one doing more than the other when we, we are here together uh, at the beginning. No, that's real. Go ahead, Montoya. That's I know he's about no, no, to jump real. in on something, but no, I just no, no, want no, to no, throw that out there about no, that, why, yeah, that gender war. Like, nah. No, that's real. That's real. Let, um, me, let but, me throw this out. Let me throw this out, Michelle. So, Michelle, okay. so the example you gave, with the, you know, back in the speakeasy and the uncle, you know, like you said, if a woman had gotten shot, despite what she may have been doing, there would have been an uncle, right, that may have handled it and caught a case. So the reality is that's how protection has always taken place and still does to this day. And let's put that in context. Because right. That's what I, what I will the offer is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> because what I will offer is the context of social media puts it in the context of, for example, people looking at the men, quote-unquote, that were siding with Tory during the social media okay. back and forth. They're looking at those men like, oh, look at how those men look at it. Where are the men that would have stepped up like the example you gave? The reality is that's only, it's always been only your family that would crash out. You didn't, you don't, you don't have People outside of your family or that are not directly attached to you that are typically willing to crash out and catch a case for you unless they are attached to you in that manner. So when you highlight that that lady who was out there and got called and had this situation happen, that her uncle, who's her family member, who regardless of how or why it happened, that may have caught a case, the expectation is 
for that uncle. You would not go you back then it wouldn't have been other men who don't know exactly what happened. They're only hearing it in hearsay. And here it is. Here it is. They ain't okay with that man shooting her, but they're not finna crash out their own lives just because they disagree mm-hmm. with that man shooting her. Who might do it? Her daddy. And so I'm highlighting this these specific details because right now that's still who crashes out. Your brother may crash out for you. Your uncle may crash out for you. But the expectation that other men outside of your circle would is a false expectation that gets us highlighting and having, unfortunately, some men and women highlight men are not there for us. Women are, are, are women are not there for us because we take the context outside of what it's always been. It's within your family structures. Now, let's highlight mm-hmm. the fact that family structures have been weakened for a lot of reasons that we've talked about on this show before, right? And so when we're yep, honest that about that. that was the point that, I was going to make. I was like, yep, that, that yep. family structure, you know. So, so here it is. <laughs> so what happens is we start blanketly saying there's no protection without having the context of protection happens within families and within families only. That's how it happens around the world. Even when we give other cultures credit for how they are protective, if you go find out who's crashing out, it's family members. So if we're in a situation where where you don't have those type of family members, um, that's not something that should be put on the culture. Your thoughts, Queen? I'll let you get a thought off before we go. It's, it's two queens. Which one? <laughs> Go ahead, since I know you was trying to say something. Oh, it's me? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you. um, Sorry, Michelle. You, Michelle. I'm sorry. You didn't know who I was talking about. So as far as as that goes, right, uh, even as far as not going to the extent of crashing out, the the protection may may come from you're at, like, the grocery store or whatever else, and, um, again, there's no uncle, no, no husband, no nothing with you. But you have a, a little baby with you or whatever, and there's a young black man talking on the phone loud and like all derogatory, cussing and talking about female anatomy when there are several other older men around and they don't say anything. Like, you, you ain't got to go to jail because of that, but at least say something. Or a young man see that there is a, a female and several older men around. And how about not have a loud conversation about how you didn't get none last night, number one, because I was nosy and I heard that you didn't get none. <laughs> but, but 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 you're talking about this this young lady on the phone. What what a, what a five and a six year old next to you, and and, and a lady. Uh, thank you for that thought, Queen. We actually have to get the break. I actually missed the break, so I got to go to break now, Queen. Okay. Um, we'll try to address that when we come out of break. Thank you. And if you want to get back in, come off the one and back on the one, and we'll let you back on the show. Thank you so much, Queen, for your thoughts. Anybody else that wants to get in, 646-787-1691. We'll be right back. For all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most 
It's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know with me. Because I look like money, smell like money, talk like money, even walk like money. No smoke with me. Okay. Turn this motherfucker up 800 degrees. Whole team eats. Chef, cause she's a treat. Ooh, she's so bougie, bougie. Oh, never tease. I'm a savage. Had a too nasty. Talk big shit, but my bank account match it. Hood, but I'm classy. Rich, but I'm ratchet. Haters kept my name in their mouth, not a gagging. Bougie. He say the way that thing move is to move it. I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key. How them bled the block and now it's high, bitch, I'm tunchy. I'm mood and I'm moody. I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Acting stupid, what was happening? What was happening? I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Tomika Jendaya Hills-Jones. This morning's discussion question, why give a fuck about Megan and Tori as we hear one of Megan's hit songs, Savage. And as I'm moving the conversation into this direction, uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, Jendaya, but moving in the direction that um, as we've talked about history and as we were kind of dialoguing about the protection of, you know, black women and our caller Michelle beautifully brought up how things, in a sense, she felt were different in the past uh, versus now when it comes to those things. And I'm highlighting, at least attempting to highlight, again, it's going to sound like for somebody listening that I'm, quote unquote, making an excuse for what happened to Megan. I'm trying to use it as a quote-unquote case studies for me it's not so much about her in particular she just unfortunately is the sister that's in this unfortunate situation but throughout the last 30 years the culture has unfortunately in my opinion pushed to where we have examples of if you will the music that you're just hearing the music in itself is not the problem i'm highlighting that it's been pushed to the forefront and culturally pushing this to the forefront disregards the reality of what protection has always been versus what we're trying to make it now, which is I can be out here any kind of old way and expect the the same type of protection that I would say you would have inside of your circle inside of your culture, Jendaya, black, grown, and married, what y'all push, there's a, my opinion, a completely different level of protection that would include 
these type of situations because they still happen amongst Mary, as we said, historically, this stuff has always went on, but the reason that things were kept in the dark versus brought to the front, to Michelle's point, yeah, there's money associated with it now. However, the protection of the real protection would preclude even allowing that type of behavior to be moved to the forefront because there would be an expectation that you're at risk if you're put out there like so jump in Jadai. I know I'm, I'm I know for for somebody that's just now hearing this it sounds like I'm pushing against Megan I don't care about Megan herself I'm not saying don't care about her um as, as I don't care for her as a woman I'm just talking about for me this is not about just Megan I hope I'm, I can get that clarity in this conversation your thoughts queen mm, you kind of lost me so I need to revisit on that so so it's not about if we can make it not about Megan. I like I'm highlighting that leading with like there's always been a place, if you will, for example, there's always been a place for people that's just them their true selves, if it includes leading with your vagina, if you will, right? There's always been a place for it, but mm-hmm. it's never been to the mm-hmm. forefront. So let's. So can we recognize that in pushing it to the forefront, how that pushing that culture has been a detriment to our family structure? That's again. I think that's the bigger conversation, which to me has nothing to do personally with Megan. She's in a sense the pup, pup, puppet here, if you will, and unfortunately that push to the forefront plays out in a way to where you're now watching the internet argue over whether she should be protected or not. And I would say she absolutely should be protected. I am glad that Tory Lanez with all the facts is locked away for harming her. So I'm trying to distinguish the personal aspect to what's being pushed in the culture and understanding what protection has historically looked like. And in my opinion, how that's lost on us today. So now we apply, we apply it across the board, saying no matter how you act, you should be protected. And that's never been the case, not within just the black culture, but worldwide and historically, it's still the case today. You can't present and act any kind of way and expect to be protected the same. I hope I'm being clear now. Your thoughts, Queen? You can be. <clears throat> Well, let me go back. So I'll start with like like the how how the culture is shifting the 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 family structure. Uh, indeed, like when it comes to the family structure and 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 the way that the lyrics are being promoted and and, and encouraged these days, I think it definitely affects the uh, some of that does affect our family structures. You know, like we we come from a time of monogamy and 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 you know and and the family being intact and community being involved in family. A lot of day, lot a lot of times today, uh, these lyrics are promoting um, the the. The notion of of these over relationships and these uh, uh you know hit and miss like you know back in the day it was not it was not impressive and even some in some relationships today it's not impressive to have multiple partners at a time or leading leading sexually you know um, but now that is being glamorized and so you have uh, young people that are uh, playing playing into that and 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 now what happens 
it becomes okay. So it's like you're leading with these lyrics, and then when it happens with, you know, people fooling around with different people at a time, and then somebody don't like it, <laughs> and then it all blows up. And then, yeah, you're looking for somebody to jump in and, 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 and take take up for you. And I, I agree. I think that there are different levels of it. I think any, and when it comes to protection, if if you're out in the streets, like like the young lady was saying about us being out here in these streets and, and and you're handling yourself a certain way, I know for sure. Now, if I don't know all the details, and I don't know how I'm saying this where where it doesn't come across. Give me a minute. Let me put this in 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 a, in a greater context. No, no problem, Queen. No, uh, yeah. Let me know when you're ready to jump in. You know, with that thought. Again, I see several callers out there. If you want to get in, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. But I just think that what we're talking about now is what's never contextualized. So it's the first first half of this show where we've highlighted, in my opinion, the need for parents to be aware of what's happening in their young people's and even young adults' world, I would offer, because, and again, you yeah. may have, in a sense, provided them with certain levels of values and things of that nature, and you hope they don't get caught up in the, in that mess. But it has become much harder because – even from young ages, even from middle school ages, we have youth tied to the phones. So they're seeing a lot of information more than we ever were exposed to. Uh, you know, at one point you had to go outside the home, if you will, to be exposed to certain things and you prepare your children for the world. Now you're battling it and trying to figure out how to put protections on your phone and on your computer so that your youth don't see stuff too much. But eventually you give them a phone and they're smarter with these equipment than we are as adults. And I'm highlighting these all these examples because that's the brave new world that parents have, have never had to navigate. And so in pointing that out, there are values that are being pushed inside your home, believe it or not, on that phone, again, that didn't have, wasn't the case in the mm-hmm, past, mm-hmm. that plays into why a wet-ass pussy song can get put to the front of the culture. Again, yes, we mm-hmm. get that it's about the money, but ratchetness has always made money, right? It's always money, but there's an acceptance of this is okay, and so that now that we've made certain things okay, there's this false expectation of who should be protected. Because here's the reality of, again, I'm not dogging Megan out. I'm glad this Negro is going to prison for shooting her. I want to make that very clear. However, the cultural context of expecting you, Jendaya, who is married with a husband, to, to, to have the same, to, to be valued the same as someone who's walking the streets and putting themselves out there. And again, I'm not judging that quote unquote prostitute, right? But there's going to be a different level of protection. And I think those lines have been blurred within time, within what the culture pushes, those lines have been blurred and we have never owned that. We're we're up against the break. So think about your thoughts. I'm going to let you come out of the break and just blast off as you will, Queen. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season, or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S-Kinds Accounting and Tax Services, where each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses, 
Eskind's accounting and tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but Eskind's accounting and tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with Eskind's accounting and tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770-947-3667. Or email them at advice at thetaxcoach.com. Last week, Megan got emotional during her four-hour testimony. At one point saying, quote, I wish he would have just shot and killed me if I knew I was going to have to go through this torture. How has your life changed since you were shot? I feel like my anxiety is worse. I feel like my relationship with people is it's gotten very cold. After Megan came forward with allegations, she soon faced an onslaught of critics on social media. What do you say to people that still don't believe that you were actually shot? I don't think any of this is for them. Like, it's for me. Like, I know this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd yeah, rather it play out in court and the facts come out and everything comes out than me having to plead my case. Because I think she was just fed up with the narrative that's out there. She wanted to control her own story. You know, this is what's so sad to me, is that there's videotape, there's a medical report, there is a police report, and there are still people that are trolling Megan online. And I think she ignored it for as long as she could. I really do believe that. And then I think it just got to her. And so for better or worse, she said, I want to say something. Hopefully people will believe her. But, it, but now she can at least say, I stood in my truth. And I told and I told my story. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Abika Jendaya Hill Jones. This morning's discussion question: Why give a fuck about Megan and Tori? As we hear Gail King give her take on the situation. All right, Queen. I said I was gonna let you blast off, so just kind of jump in. I think you understand where I was going. I think even that plays into it to a degree. Your thoughts, Queen. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to um, add, okay, I got it together, I got it together, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, the gist of it is definitely, you know what I'm saying, don't don't get out here, you know, showing your ass, you know what I'm saying, acting a fool and then expecting me to uh, uh, sacrifice my family. So I, I agree to that regard, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> um, that, 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 that's, that that's not okay. You know, that's the part that I, I just wanted to add about, about the, like, like the level of protection. You know. Right, right. And let me flip this. We've got um, Calvin from South Carolina wanting to get in. I think Michelle may be trying to get back in as well. Let me add this because I want to flip this. And, again, it's just highlighting that. But here's the flip side of the two sides. I want to get all of this clear because here's how, again, I would encourage parents to talk to their youth, talk to the young adults because, again, they get wrapped up in this stuff and have this dialogue like what we just talked about should be understood. Here's the flip side, even for those that were, I'll I'll use this word just because it's a popular word now, the Tory apologist, if you will. So here's the dialogue. The dialogue is even if you believe Megan was lying, and again, I think the facts are what they are, and the man should be in jail. I don't mind saying that, right? But if you're a Tory apologist and you believe all the information that was put out before and you think she was still lying, let's say you're still in that position, I would challenge 
for those people, what is it that you're fighting for? Because I watched this on social media where people really took the side and was like, oh, man, look at, look at what she got away with. And I watched some men actually take it, not only just take it personal, but again, draw a blanket statement about what women are able to get away with or even going as far as women can do anything. Like, like with that dialogue, I want them to recognize what is it that you're fighting for? Are you, you're fighting for this type of behavior because this behavior is across the board. While I know across the board that here it is, this man sleeps with her best friend, which is Megan, behind her back. And in the meantime, it's like, even though these same girls are at this party, I'm going to go holler at this other girl who I want even more. And so are we fighting for men to be able to do what the fuck they want to do? Like, I'm highlighting that this protection thing is BS when you apply it incorrectly. So... I even want to challenge the men who are like, oh, look at what she got away with as if it applies to all of us because what should be coming out of this is the lesson of don't put yourself in that dumbass situation. Like, end of story, regardless of who at, who's actually right or wrong, regardless of the facts, the only thing should come out is not to put yourself in that stupid situation. Again, gunshot aside, and 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 I and, and I hope I'm making sense because the dialogue is people literally arguing over, oh, look at black men they protected, they okay with him doing that to her, dumb conversation. And then the men on the flip side, oh, look at what women can get away with, dumb conversation, because there's none of that content. <laughs> As you said, Jendaya, this just some hood shit that we shouldn't even be paying no attention to. I'm going to give you a thought, then I'm going to go to Kevin for you. Yeah, I do also want to add, um, uh, as you're pointing that out on, on, on the brother side, on the sister side, applauding sisters who do speak up, you know, because your, your, your first line of defense, like in, 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 in her case, and I'm only saying her because, you know, we're talking about the celebrity right. side, yeah. uh, but, you know, like like her first response was not, like not to say anything in retrospect of how the aggression mm-hmm. of the police, but in real mm-hmm. time, she didn't say anything for a minute because we've been taught, you know what I'm right. saying, like trying to protect each other. You know what I'm saying? So you shut up, and we're going to deal with this in-house, you know what I'm saying, or just not at all. Moving through the world as if these things have not happened, and that's how they wind up being recycled. So uh, I I applaud the fact that no matter what it, what what was required for for her to speak up, that she did speak up because I think I'm that's these volumes too. And, yep, and that absolutely. that that that's the yes. behavior. Like we have to stop being in hiding about yes. our trauma. You know what I'm saying? We have when somebody's wrong, they wrong. You cannot protect the aggressor. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think that's how we wind up in abusive relationships so much longer because you're in hiding and you're protecting, you know what I'm saying, what doesn't deserve to be protected in real time. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's so one of the I biggest think aspects. that also is yes. another lesson that you have yes. with your children, you know, with your children. Because even me as a mother raising sons, I let my sons know. Well, sisters don't get passes. They're not allowed to put their hands on you. You know, because right. men have been taught, you know what I'm saying, men don't speak up. When sisters be in the wrong in these relationships, you know what I'm saying, because they don't look like no punk or, you know, or whatever. And then now before you know it, you, you keep holding it and holding it, and then it comes out all wrong. 
whether it be him, you know, snapping back mm-hmm. or her, you right. know, and or right. going from one of these right. relationships into the next one. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And the culture has pushed it for so long and I've highlighted this on many shows that yeah. call the guy, call the damn police as soon as because and I say that because that's hard for our culture to accept because of the historical context. And a lot of right? times it becomes life or death. Right. It becomes life or death. <laughs> right. And so I get that thing, but getting it is the problem. That the culture because because what happens is we want to have the uncle or the dad to crash out realizing that in America, believe it or not, every culture just calls the police. And I'm not saying that's a simple thing for us, but it's time for us to put it in context. And part of the dilemma of the facts being delayed was even Megan's own natural, I need to protect because the police is showing up, how even that was a detriment because had a police report happened that night that showed all the facts, there wouldn't have been this bunch of back and forth. But because of that delay, Again, yeah. I'm not faulting Megan. I get the culture. The dialogue is challenging our entire culture to realize what protection really looks like and how we mistake it and end up harming ourselves. And as Jendaya beautifully pointed out, plenty of sisters don't get protected because, unfortunately, they've bought into culture that doesn't protect them. And that culture is not about black men protecting them or not that culture is due to the history of policing we don't realize when somebody's harming you please send their ass away simple as that and the all the entire culture will accept it don't believe that they won't all right let me go to kevin and michelle i see you trying to get in this as well go ahead kevin what you got king what's going on yo <laughs> uh this is a <laughs> very complicated subject and here's the problem, and I'm not picking up for that that that, that dude because, like I said, he's part of the culture. The problem, yeah. and you're saying something about being accountable. Now, what point do we be accountable and allow uh, these people that push in the culture to be victims of their own circumstances? All right, it's like we got some group of dudes that's down the street that's shooting off guns, shooting off guns, shooting off guns. Right now, what happens when one of them hit the other one? Now, do we just jump behind this fella here, or do we say, "Look at man, we t- we was tired of y'all to start with, and yes, you got what you played in." Unfortunately, we had an incident that happened here this week where I'm at now. Oh man! Well, a young man became a part of his own culture. Mm. He wound up killing himself. You know. Oh wow! And the problem is this because he became part of the culture and then he got in trouble and what's being said is that the police was after him and he can't take the pressure of going where they yeah. might send him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, I'm, I'm almost on this, this thing, the method of the man is what Charleston White is doing right now. He's like, man, look here, forget all y'all thugs. If you're thug and you pushing the culture, Hey, you become a victim of your own circumstance, and we need to get rid of y'all because y'all were poisoning the rest of these children out here. And she was part of that culture. He was part of that culture. Now they are victims of that. I'd rather them be gone than our babies that are out here innocent 
listening to what they're saying and pushing. Because she was very, I mean, just over, listen to albums. Garbage. She was trash. And then, I mean, I can understand saving our sisters, but I ain't saving no sister who out there trying to destroy the babies. I'm not saving no dude who out there trying to destroy the babies. We should be the ones getting rid of these people who are destroying the black family, the, the black neighborhood. But we should be the first ones on the line of defense. We get caught up in defending them, and by defending them, we allow them to poison our community, to poison our, our families, to, to poison. And then got everybody around the world thinking this is what we do. This is who we are as a people. There's only a handful of these, part my French Baptists out here, that got the world thinking that black Americans are this God-forbidden thing. And then when you get see one of our babies get shot on this, there's no sympathy. No sympathy because they actually believe this is the way we act. And the majority of us do not act like this. The majority of us don't break in houses. The majority of us don't do drugs. The majority of us don't do any of these things. But it's because the, the, peop, the power that be uplift these people to do this garbage, and they volunteer to do the garbage. I don't, you don't have those excuses of, oh, you were just broken up, you know, you did whatever you had to do to get the contract. Y'all don't have that excuse no more. These kids don't have the same excuses no more. Because we raised them in, in decent families. Can, can we all come to that consensus? These kids got everything they want just about. There's no excuse for you study talking about killing, study talking about selling dope, study oh my, all this stuff. Y'all don't have this excuse no more. We might have had that because we came from the hood. Y'all ain't about that life no more. Y'all faking the funk. You know, and when do we hold, stop holding these, these entertainers to the fight? You understand what I'm saying? When do we stop holding these? these we had, what's the fellow, uh, the, the Jewish fellow that just got on there, and he's talking about how he pushed the culture because that's how he makes his money. But he got mad when what's called them Irie and them whatever said what they said. Leo Corn, Leo Corn, Leo Corn. Yeah, hey, we, exactly. Hey, you, hey, you talked to us, talked to the break. Let me go to this break, brother Calvin. Um, I want to hear what Jandai has to say about your passionate uh, response to our show today. Uh, but let me go to this break. You know, I can get you back in as well. I got to get another caller, Michelle, back in as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mister Dialogue Talk Show, where all all I ask is that you think. Have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, LivyBlue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Jolivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at LivyBlue.com. That's L-I-B-I-B-L-U-E.com. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Tamika Jendaya, 
Hill Jones. This morning's discussion question, why give a fuck about Megan and Tori? I was trying to play one more cut, um, but I guess I may have not loaded it up, where Vlad just kind of breaks down that the, just to highlight this, breaks down that the facts of the case had him, he basically broke down that based on the facts of the case, because most people just t- took what they got off the internet, which was piecemeal by people with their agendas, and the agendas literally is just that you watch and pay attention to their channel. Nothing wrong with that. Make your money, money, titles, however you like. But when you look at the actual facts of the case, if, if you get to what, what was open to the public, um, DJ Vlad was like, hey, I predicted that he would be found guilty. And he had a uh, he highlighted that he did an interview with uh, D.L. Hughley, who just said that despite that possibility, because at the time he not predicted it before the decision was made, um, D.L. Hughley said that people, the majority of people are still going to believe that she's lying. And he talked about how unfortunate that is, you know, for her career, how she'll be looked at. And I'm just, again, I, I wanted to play the cut, so I'm just trying to summarize it real quick because I think it's, it's, it's something that matters to this conversation in the sense that the legal facts found enough evidence to possibly put that man away for up to, he's facing up to 23 years. Um, with his money, I doubt he'll get that amount of time, but he probably will be deported because he's a Canadian citizen, again, after being released and not allowed in the country again, which is typically what happens legally to people in his situation. So I'm just highlighting that the facts probably point to that that sister was shot. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to agree with me. But as me and Jendaya hopefully have spent an hour and a half discussing for anyone out there who may be on one side or the other, the bigger dialogue is not about whose side you're on. I think highlighting these details to a degree, points to some of what I hear Calvin, our caller, saying in understanding, distinguishing what the majority of our culture is doing versus the ratchetness of all this whole mess and how it is pushed. And I would offer we have to protect our babies by having these dialogues so that they're not getting caught up in all of this mess. Jendaya, definitely want to hear your thoughts. Um, I still got Kevin hanging out there. I got to go to Michelle as well. But I just you know, again, I'm, I meant to play the cut, but I lost it. So I had to kind of surmise it, and I hope it makes sense and adds into what we're talking about. Your thoughts, Queen? Oh, I don't have much thoughts on that. I mean, I don't have much feedback Okay. Uh, on what the brother just said. Hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Let's go to Michelle real quick. Kevin, I may get you back in. All right, Michelle. It's you again, right, Queen? I think I got your, I'm looking at your number correctly. Yeah. Yep, All right. What me. you got for us, Queen? Um. I got two things real quick, and then I actually got to go and be super mom. But um, the first part, I didn't really want to mention it, but whatever, right? I didn't sign an NDA. I don't care. So when I look at current situations, I tend to equate it to the past as, you know, Montoya. And a very similar situation happened Mm -hmm. um, almost, what, two decades ago at this point. Um, It was around New Year's Eve. In fact, it was New Year's Eve. It was a party in New York, and a famous rapper <laughs> decided that he was going to get into a tussle at this party, and they started shooting. And ironically enough, this person is my friend, so I have more details about the situation, but she got shot in the face. And before social mm-hmm. media before social media was a thing, 
she was railed, blackballed, and it, it was it was people calling um, the radio stations talking about she should have died. And and again, at the time, this is a single mother of two who just wanted to go to a New Year's Eve party, and she got shot in the face mm. by a celebrity. <laughs> and somehow, mm. some way, it was her fault, right? Mm. So if you just again one 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 eight two in this situation, but when you look at a male celebrity who shoots someone else, somehow it's always that woman's fault. Somehow, someone. All right, that that was the first part. The second part is a song is a song is a song, and I again I understand the the, the cultural ramifications. I understand um, how how it, it impacts the the youth and the community, same way a joke is a joke is a joke. When Will Smith, Chris Rock, it was, why did Will Smith do that? You know, and then a, a little bit of people was like, oh, well, Chris Rock shouldn't have been talking about his wife or whatever, right? And, again, somehow that was Jada's fault because it's always a woman's fault in this situation, <laughs> right? So it's like just See, I don't know if I can buy into that because I spent, I don't know if I can buy into what you're saying. You say it's always a woman's fault, and again, and I'm not saying what I'm about to say is the context. No, no, no. Let me throw something out. Let me throw something out. Real quick, real quick. I just want to throw this out. Gotta go. Okay. You still? I know. I understand, but I'm just saying I gotta jump in and say this because we we did a whole show on how dumb we thought it was for Will Smith to act that way. So I don't know that it's always a woman's fault. I don't understand that context when you say right. that. Sorry, go ahead. The internet had a different opinion because Jada was toxic. I don't know. I really wasn't solid. Actually, I'm, I got fully off social media to tell you the truth because it was a lot of craziness going on, especially with the with the gender uh, um, okay. no, and stuff like that. No, I definitely saw a lot so, of that. I, know, I understand what you're talking about. I just didn't understand you, but you're right. I did see a lot of No, no, yeah, I, I, I don't terrible. believe that that was a situation. I'm just talking about No, that. no, no, I got you. Okay. I'm just saying I understand it now. I didn't understand it when you first said it. I forgot about you. You're okay. right that that does happen a lot. I just I just was, I wanted to understand you. Go ahead. Okay. So um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Okay. So as far as um, the, 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 the man who came before me, and he made the point, like, these people aren't gangbangers. They're talking about gangbanging, or, or rather, the yet they're, they're glorifying doing drugs and being on Molly and doing this and doing that, because again, that is where the money is, right? Then um, you know we, we play a part of that and all, but again, we're not the target audience for the vast majority of these songs. Um, but uh, so again, I, I don't think that Megan should be persecuted and damned and doing this and doing that because she made a song or songs. <laughs> Um, that that doesn't necessarily mean that she's that person. No, I agree 100% and, with that. I mean, you know Ice what Cube, I mean? So it's Ice like Cube that, was never, that's a, Ice a Cube place. Was never a gangbanger. Ice Cube was never a gangbanger and has albums talking about it. And so I hope I hope I haven't, I hope I haven't been misunderstood throughout this conversation. Because, uh, again, I, I, I try to be very particular when I say I'm using this as a case study not particularly about Megan specifically herself. So I, I may not be pulling off what I'm attempting to pull off, but I hope the last thing I'm leaving out there is this no, is who you, she you. is. I am talking about the idea of us who are not celebrities and buying into the culture that I can be what's in these songs and expect male or female, expect the community to go to bat for you. I am challenging that, and that for me has nothing to do with Megan herself. 
So go ahead, Queen. Yeah, I, mean, I would say that because because the uh, the the previous caller, you know, was saying, yes, you know, we couldn't protect, you know, Megan or Tori or whatever because they make bad music. But that's like looking at actors, right, who play bad people, which we do as black folks. We be like, oh, well, you can't hang around that man because he played this man who cheated on so and so inside so, of well, how about this, uh, how General about this, Hospital. You know? How about this, Michelle? His focus ain't even the artist. He he gave the real life example in his neighborhood of the people who actually yeah. are the bad actors. So he's more concerned with not thinking there's some level of protections that should be actually afforded to the actual bad actors. He doesn't like mm-hmm. the fact that some of the artists push the culture to some you know, elite they're pushing the culture of that and it highlights how we're looked at as a culture, as he said, when the majority of us are not doing it. I I don't like putting it on just the artist. So I'll agree with you in that sense. But I did also hear him talk, talk about the actual bad actors themselves. And in this situation, artistry and celebrity aside, there's a young man who shot a woman in the foot, and I'm glad his ass is going to jail. And there should be no protection for that. But our culture gets caught up in the protection of Megan or Tory, and that is the problem of this conversation. That's what's problematic and why we're having this conversation today. Thank you so much for your thoughts, Queen. Yeah, oh, sorry, I started breaking my teeth. I told you. I, oh, yeah, I, I know you, you, you got to go, but I was just saying, I just said thank you. I just wanted to say thank you, for your, thank you for your three cents. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Um, Jendai, am I, am, I, am I making the distinction? Again, I... I, I, I'm never about scapegoating artists. That's never what I am about. You know what I mean? I am honest and realistic about the effect that some of that stuff has on the culture. When I say I'm honest about it, I think people who scapegoat it actually think the artistry and the music causes people to do things. I know that's not the fact. However, what does come from the music, just to highlight this, is values that are not good for our family structure. Like we do start, like for example, don't trust anyone. It's a, it's a concept that I bought heavily into based on Hollywood and music when I was a young man. And and literally, mm-hmm. I almost got tatted on myself. Don't trust, you know what I mean? I listened to, my favorite artist was Scarface, Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Tupac, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, you know, I got a master's yeah. degree. Never once did the music ever make me want to go kill someone, right? So, like, people scapegoat the music in the worst way. But considering getting a DTA tattoo was a serious thing. I have no tattoos now, but I was literally seriously considering that because what I did get out of the music was valuing that I couldn't trust my brother because that spoke about every day of that music. The music's not going to make me act out, but the reason people use art, art, is to further values. So there are values that are being pushed to the degree, as I said, Wet Ass Pussy can become a number one song. I love the song. Let me put that out there. I like the song a whole lot. I do like it better when I was younger. It would have been number one in Magic City and not number one on the Billboard charts, though. Again, everything is context. Everything has its time and place. And I'm highlighting that when that value system gets moved to the forefront of our culture who has been weakened by lack of structural families, that becomes the risk, not that the artists themselves are the problem. I am trying my best to 
to navigate the nuance of it all because some people do like to lay it at the feet of the artist. I get that an 18-year-old, when I was 18, all I cared about, I didn't live up in a gang culture, so I couldn't talk about that. But I tried to get as much pussy as I could get. If I could get, if I could rap, I would have rapped about that shit all the time. <laughs> like I'm not not yeah. to asking a young artist to have that level of responsibility. Now, of course, we hail the KRS-1s of the world. We hail those young artists that brought consciousness into the hip-hop and the music or whatever. That's still a part of hip-hop. Obviously, it's not pushed to the forefront, which is part of the issue, right? But we scapegoat the artist versus the value system is the issue. That's the deeper and bigger dialogue. Your thoughts, Queen, then we got to go to another I think break. The- yeah, and I think the difference, too, is that, um, and, and I agree, because I had my little hood moments as well growing up into the music, you know, and with the music. And I think, though, like the difference between, well, so I don't believe in throwing a baby out with a bath water, you know, right. when it comes to these young artists. They're young, they right. are, you know, they, they find their way through. This is their experiences, you know, for some of them, and then for others, of course, for the money, because you're trying to get out of where you are. But we have to consider, like, because back in the day, we had, now I'm a 70s baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna sit in the fire, baby. So growing up, you had like 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 the best of both worlds, right? right. You, had, you had the hoodshit, you had the concert happening simultaneously until the others took over the industry, right? And then you became to where this is what the mainstream is going to play. And so it's like when you're dealing with the artist, you have to consider who is who who's making this a number one. You know what I'm saying? By putting it in the rotation, by only allowing this type of content or a majority of the content to go through that lane. You know, who is controlling these young people's, you know, their lyrics even, you know what I'm saying, and their music. So for me, I, that's why I'm saying I don't believe in, you know, throwing the, throwing the baby out into the bathwater. But right. I agree, yes, these things definitely play into the value system. Shit, I used to be an ass in my day. Let's be clear, Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I didn't make it to the strip club, okay? But I was a girl in all the parties, and I could still get a little go on it, you know? No. But I remember when when uh, 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 Luke came out, you know, Uncle Luke. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. When, it, when, the, when the ship had began to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? When when you were dealing with, like, you know, uh, 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 Easy e you know, like, like, like the takeovers of the industry, so for me that and which is why you get like like certain songs becoming the number one versus those being like like those strip club songs. So yeah, that's why I'm saying I don't believe in like throwing a baby out with the bathwater. But we do have to be mindful and careful of having more conversation because we don't have our children have more access to than what we had to back then. And you know, I remember having to push record. Right? Remember you was trying to push record to catch a song. You know, right. now they have access to it. <laughs> they have day. access to it on all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. You well, know. Let's go to the last break and we'll come back. And I'm going to see if I might let Kevin jump back in here as well. Uh, we'll be right back. And listen all right, to then. the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. 
If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. True Seekers, please understand, Mental Dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience on all of radio, please give me a call directly at 404-604-9477. Follow us on social media. We are here to dialogue and connect. We're not just here to talk every day. We hope we're offering you seeds to help progress your own lives as we get into this morning's discussion. Why I give a fuck about Megan and Tori, my special guest co-host, Swamika Jindai. Hill Jones, thank you, Queen, for also being a member of the Mental Dialogue Community Club. So we encourage people to keep Intelligent Radio on the air. Um, This Queen is the founder of Black, Grown, and Married. And we're just dialoguing through this morning's discussion and seeing what can we pull. Again, I hope something a little different than just wasting time on who do you believe in this case. Because in my opinion, it's not only not about that, but also talking about the risk of allowing our children to get caught up in celebrityism, if you will, or whatever. Again, it's a normal thing. That's why celebrities have fans. Fan is short for fanatic. So we're not naive to the fact that that thing happens. However, we can't be naive to how intensified that is today and the need to get involved and know enough of what's going on to be able to challenge your children to have enough dialogue and find out what they think about these situations. I thought one of the most beautiful aspects of this show this morning was Jendaya pointing out her middle son just being very dismissive of the entire situation because her son was fortunate enough to have a dialogue with her father about it all. So I hope if anyone's out there having maybe some young teenagers that have not dialogue about seeing what their children think about it, then hopefully you've been encouraged why it is necessary. Um, your thoughts, Jedi. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna shoot. Let Kevin jump in here right after your thoughts, just to see if he got anything else. Oh yeah, that's it. That's that's it right there. You know, I I am hoping that that parents walk away from this. Uh, if you have not had the conversation, I think that it is it is definitely a great uh, uh, line into, you know, seeing where your kids are and what 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 are their positions. 
uh, in in relationship styles like this, you know, uh, and because they are celebrities, it can it, it, that could be a, a really nice point to you know to bring them in on because a lot of times they're interested even when you think that they're not, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, <laughs> or right. at least they know about it. So it's a right. great time to you know to dialogue about you know what 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 actually happened, you know what I'm saying, and then their positions on it, and then if their positions are not what what you know what I'm saying how you have raised them or what you think it should be, it's not like a moment to get upset like what I can't believe no 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 right. that, is, that is your segue in order to give them you know what I'm saying the proper guidance. Because they too can get caught up in the crazy. Because again, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying. That value Absolutely. system is on them. You know that those digital devices. So you you need to bring them back in. Right. <laughs> you know. Because without the conversation, you know, what is appropriate and what is right. behavior in right. relationships. You know. Yes, because without yeah. the conversation, then they're left to this value that you one didn't know they had or or bought into yeah. it. Like you said, you know, if you make the mistake of dismissing their value in the moment versus saying, you know what, let me under respect my child's value right now, but let me have a dialogue and say, well, have you yeah. thought about it this way? That dialogue becomes Redirecting. important. Absolutely. Yes, it becomes important. But if you just react like, I can't believe you believe that, then again, you just lost the advantage of being able to because, again, as a teenager, you ain't trying to talk to adults. You know, you know you go through that with your children. So when you leave with the stuff that yeah. they care about, here's your opportunity. They, if they're yeah. caught up, if they're talking about Megan and Tori, here's your opportunity to have a real-life conversation and redirect them in a apparently smart way versus getting upset to find out they think this stuff is okay. All right, I'm going to throw Kevin. Kevin, I'm going to give you a second yeah. to jump back in because I, I we might have had you out there defending yourself a little bit. I'm going to give you a, about two minutes at the most, brother, before we close this thing out. Go ahead, King. All good. Yeah. Um, see, and this is the importance of, all right, y'all know, you heard about the little TikTok thing, and you know we got a different algorithm than the one they do in China. With yes. Because they don't allow their kids to mm-hmm. see what we see. Right. See, this is the importance of it. I know I used to, I used to compete, break dancing, been and did it all. <laughs> but now that I sit back and through years of wisdom, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yes, I didn't go all the way with stuff, but many of my friends did. And they did it because what was pushed out there deliberately. So you don't see other groups. Where, where, where's the Jewish group that, that talking about defaming their women and and all that garbage. Where's any of these other groups that out here, just do, that's all they give us, and they allow it because they know it by programming. That's why they call it television programming. They know exactly what's going to happen to our communities, especially when that's the only message that's being pushed. See, we got to get to the point where, you know, yeah, yeah I know we enjoy it, but, man, you need to look at this. Because if it's, if it's vastly affecting our people right now today, they, I mean, do we have to have it to the extent that we have it now? Because it's out of control. I mean, look, you got Cardi B, who admittedly had fellas and robbed, but they put her on national TV as this little dolly. And we, we can go down the line. See, this is the problem that we're having. And what we're doing, we're getting caught up in the uh, the gender war 
protecting all men, protecting all women, even when those men and those women, I'm sorry, many of them don't need to be protected because they are the worst of all, the worst of us. And they are the worst of us because, yes, the, the industry is saying, yeah, we want y'all to do this, but y'all have the right to do it or not do it. We don't have to buy the bull, the, the BS. We can say, look, no, uh, uh, look at well, listen to this. Yeah, yeah, let me let me throw this out, brother. Again, I want to give you a couple of minutes. So now, I definitely appreciate you uh, being an avid listener. So you know, definitely encourage you to support what we're doing over at MentorDialogue.com. And thank you for your three cents this morning. Definitely appreciate it. Again, we welcome all thinking processes on this show. That's what we do: is hard dialogue. And I'll just you know say this you know at the very end to what Calvin had to say is you know a big part of the reality to the money portion is we ain't actually the ones buying the product. You know what I mean? The majority of the right is yeah. definitely buying the product. And I'm, again, just highlighting that that demand is creates a lot of what we see. And But to Jendaya's point and even to Kevin's point to a degree, when he even highlights the majority of us are not doing these things, that's what we must remember because within family structures, the value systems are typically very different than what's being pushed in the mainstream. However, to Kevin's point as well, for the, our youth that are that that are not fortunate enough to be brought up in a black, grown, and married culture, right? That's not fortunate enough to have that type of guidance. Then, unfortunately, the programming may and can lead the way. That is a realistic, honest assessment of what that looks like. And as you exponentially clip off a little more of the community and a little more of the community over time, you 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 see these elements when the reality is economics that's still playing in a role more so in what we see than the music ever could, but we get caught up in talking about the music and not the economics. So that's what we hope to direct the dialogue to. Um, last week we were having a conversation about how black, how accountability in the black uh, community is misunderstood and a big portion of what we focus on is the things that actually make a difference and how we rarely have dialogue about, for example, in these big cities, we've seen crime, for example, uptick in Atlanta here recently or throughout the entire country, where the reality is related directly to the lack of jobs. That's what it's directly related to. But if there's mm -hmm. a rally mm -hmm. got held just a week ago, I didn't attend that, but I pretty much guessed everything was talked about other than the real issue. And so I highlight that because I said when accountability is misunderstood, we quite often scapegoat the Cardi B's, the Megan's, the Tory Lane's, but are not dialoguing mm -hmm. about our inability to provide these children an alternative to where they can only do like we did to die. We just dance oh, to the music. We just... We, just dance to the music. We just, you know what I mean? I went on and got my quote-unquote yeah. degree or whatever. Again, the, the music has a value issue, not taking that away, but we put too much into that and not the accountability of the responsibility of providing for our youth in a manner to where those stars can be somebody that they celebrate, somebody they can be a fan of, but it's not directing how they live their lives. That is always on us. I would never lay that at the feet of the youth. It is about what we can do to build intact families. And we do have to battle 
the value system pushed in the music to encourage people to get protected inside of healthy families. Because the music does not push that. admit that, and it's on us to push that, and we don't always push that enough. That's my three cents for today. Love y'all. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that y'all is that you think.